Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 13th play of the drive coming up. Van Dyke takes, looks for the end zone, throws for Restrepo. He's got him. Touchdown. Touchdown, Miami. Van Dyke, the provider. Restrepo, the finisher. Five yards left side of the end zone. 6-0 Miami with 3.04 to go in the first quarter. An immaculate drive put together by the Canes here in Philadelphia. Second and one, the take and the give. No, it's Van Dyke. He's got it over the right side. He's at the 40, 45. Van Dyke, midfield, 40 of Temple, 35. Crazy legs, Van Dyke, all the way down to the 30-yard line. He just hoodwinked Temple. They're going to say he went out of bounds at the 34-yard line of Temple. Tyler Van Dyke on an RPO goes over the right side, and there was nothing but green grass in front of him. Tyler promised everybody that he's got some athlete in him, and he shows it. Van Dyke to the air, looks left, lofts it for Colby Young, leaps in the air. Oh, what a catch by Young. He's got it for a touchdown. He leaps in the air and makes a superhuman catch for a touchdown for Miami. 13-0. Warner's going to roll to the right side. He's looking. He throws. It's intercepted by Couch. Has a second interception of the game at the 42-yard line. That was a fourth and two. They were going for it deep in their own territory. Had to check three different sources, but Couch has an interception for Miami. Van Dyke already two touchdown passes. Three receivers to his right side. One flexed out way left. That's McCormick. Here comes a blitz. Van Dyke to throw toward the end zone. Restrepo, he's got it for a touchdown. How about that one? So three touchdown day today. Uh, Nice day at the office for you, huh, Tyler? Yeah, we just executed really well. Um, I think we did leave leave a little meat on the bone, though. Um, Some drives, so... Um, but very proud of the guys and the way we played, protecting me, uh, ran the ball really well. Ron Blackman was really good, so uh, proud of the guys. Well, let's talk about the month of September, and it's a weekly deal, but you're 4-0 for the month of September, and that was a goal. It was. It was. We, uh, we knew that, um, I mean, we, we had worked hard, and we knew that we were getting better. But it was time to go find out, and, um, you know, every week we were able to pass the test. Uh, and for the first, you know, third of the season, man, you know what? It's a... Uh, we're playing a little bit better. We're getting more guys that are capable of helping us play winning football. And now during this bye week, we got to get a whole hell of a lot better. And we got to find out more of what we can do to improve our systems, uh, add wrinkles to them, get rid of some stuff, self-scout ourselves, get healthy, school, community service, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. 
Okay, welcome to the show, everybody. That was a recap of Saturday's victory over Temple in rainy, windy, chilly Philadelphia, 41-7. Hurricanes will go into October 4-0. No game this weekend. Canes back in action a week from Saturday at 8 p.m. against the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech, who's playing pretty good football. They'll play Bowling Green this weekend. Last weekend, Georgia Tech got a nice win on the road against Wake Forest. So Miami home on October the 7th against Georgia Tech. Eight straight conference games starting on Saturday, October the 7th. What a month of October is coming up for the Canes. Home game against Georgia Tech. Then back-to-back monster games at North Carolina. Then Clemson, then Clemson comes calling at Hard Rock Stadium before Miami finishes up October against Virginia. A great October sets up, who knows, perhaps a November to remember. But so far, so good through the first four games. Dominant performance this past Saturday. Hurricanes run for 325 yards in the game. Don Chaney started. He ran for 73 Henry Parrish goes in, and he picks up 139, a career high for Henry Parrish on 16 carries, 323 rushing yards for Miami three times this year. The Canes have rushed for 240 yards. They've only done that three times in three years. They've done it three times in four games behind their massive offensive line as a the stats stand right now going into this weekend. Hurricanes are eighth in the nation in total offense at 519 yards a game. That's pretty sweet. Uh, only Louisville, by the way, Louisville, yeah, and I've been saying keep an eye on Louisville. Boy, do they run the ball. But Cardinals are averaging 542 yards a game of total offense. And uh, they're the only ones in the ACC that rank higher than Miami. And by the way, Louisville comes to Hard Rock Stadium in November. I think when we started the year, we looked at the schedule, and you know, you start checking off this and that. And I thought, okay, four teams picked in front of Miami, Florida State, Clemson, Carolina, NC State. Can you beat those teams? Or what will your record be after those four? But now you got to throw Louisville into the mix. Uh, they're playing well. Their quarterback, Plummer, having a great season so far. New head coach in Brom. He knows how to throw the football. But they got a running backs averaging about nine yards a carry. So uh, they're at 542 yards a game of total offense. Hurricanes uh, with Van Dyke, four straight games. He has completed at least 70% of his passes. There was a lot of discussion about Van Dyke at the beginning of the season. I've been right about one thing. I said I was bullish on Van Dyke. I thought he was going to have a good season. He's off to a very good start. Seven, he's completed 70% of his passes uh, four time, in all four games. He did that three times two years ago, only twice last season in nine games. Another number that jumps out at me, I always look at this one, but in the third quarter, uh, you know why I look at it? Because people make a big deal about halftime adjustments as if there's something magical that happens at halftime, whether it's a pep talk or chalk talk. And adjustments are made throughout the game, no matter what. You know, halftime, you kind of regroup and you do make adjustments, but you're making adjustments from series to series. I sit right next to one of the great uh, adjustment coaches of all time during the basketball season, Jim Laranega. He's adjusting every, uh, every couple of minutes, not just at halftime, but... At any rate, uh, in the third quarter, Miami's outscored their opponents this year 39-9. to 
That's pretty good. Red zone, they're at 67%. Uh, the great red zone teams usually are uh, on touchdowns somewhere around 70%. So not quite there, but pretty good. Pretty darn good um, so far. Uh, another wrinkle we saw in the offense, two tight ends. Riley Williams was crushing people. Don talked about that on the broadcast. Riley Williams just crushed people uh, this past Saturday. So that's a nice wrinkle with him and McCormick out of that double tight end formation uh, for Miami because while Shannon Dawson is very creative in the passing game and I have a lot of uh, confidence in the way Miami's throwing the football, there still is nothing like brute force. And brute force still wins for you one way or the other. So they are getting to a combination of brute force and being able to attack down the field. And by the way, attack is a word that Shan Dawson uses a lot. I think uh, coming up on our show, we'll talk about that with Josh and Don. Uh, Josh and I had a really nice conversation with Shannon Dawson last week on the practice field about uh, attacking and some of the things that he has learned. So uh, we'll, we'll dive into that. Uh, we did. We discussed it in our pregame, but it's very much worth repeating. So coming up on the show, Josh and Don, Josh Darrow, Don Bailey Jr. Also coming up on the show a little bit later on, Alex Dono and Brian Monroe. So we're off and running her, uh, on the show here tonight. We do not have a football game this week because it's a bye week, but then it gets hot and heavy coming up next week in the month of October. Georgia Tech comes in, then Miami goes to North Carolina, Clemson comes in, and then it's uh, Virginia here at Hard Rock Stadium. So the month of October is going to be fun. Fasten your seatbelts. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Buick GMC. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new Buick or a GMC from Williamson. They are all right there, and they are coming in every single day. If you go down there, your head is spinning. New Buicks and GMCs are arriving every day at Williamson. So whatever you might be looking for, whether it's a Buick or a GMC, Ed Williamson is going to have it. He'll talk to you about it. Uh, His lovely wife, Carol, will be right there as well. Jeff Rogers, the outstanding general manager. How about a Yukon? Plenty of room for the entire family. The Yukon allows you to ride in style and comfort, and it makes a bold statement wherever you go. You want to cover work? You want to cover play? How about the GMC Canyon or the Sierra? These trucks feature bold styling, the latest technology, all with the toughness to get the job done. Get your new Buick or your GMC by visiting Williamson's beautiful facility, easy to find on US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto, or online at WilliamsonAutomotive.com. The Buicks every single day as well. The Encores, Envisions, Enclaves, and more. Buick or a GMC, you will find it. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and experience car buying like never before. At Miami's premier luxury dealership, Williamson Buick GMC, Williamson is Miami. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back on the show. We continue on with my broadcast partners, Don Bailey Jr. and our sideline reporter extraordinaire, Josh Darrow. Fellas, we made it through September undefeated, unscathed. How about that? You know, Joe, it's uh, it's a big part of the whole season. You know, you, you, you start off and you're going 1-0 every single week and you got through the first four weeks and, and Miami weathered three games in 15 days to start with and then get on the road and go up and, and deal with the weather and deal with a road trip and do all of those things. And they, they didn't look like they didn't skip a beat. I give them a, it's got to be an A plus for, for the month of September, Josh. hundred percent uh, positioned perfectly, you know, playing with, playing with a, you know, a strong set of cards. And as you, as Don said, you know, you weather some injuries. Uh, we talked about that a lot on Saturday. Uh, hopefully this week comes at a good time to get them rest. Um, I think we, we've learned a little bit about this team or a lot about this team, really, that they are in the vision, at least offensively, for what Mario Cristobal wanted in terms of this thing functioning around this offensive line, handled adversity uh, against Texas A&M, got through some injuries on defense. And, look, at the end of the day, there's one thing that matters. You know, did you win or did you lose? And they went through the month of September 4-0, and that helps on the field, certainly helping off the field with uh, the building, continuing building of this program. So it, it, uh, great start and an exciting, an exciting journey ahead as conference play is, is what's ahead of us in about two weeks. We can uh, dive into uh, what they have accomplished on offense and defense and some of the things we've learned. But, Don, I think one of the things I am very pleased with, and I wasn't sure how this was going to work out, and I think this is probably going to be the norm in, in college athletics now because of the turnover of a roster, I wasn't quite sure how they would come together as a team. But I think they've done a very good job of unifying this team, which Josh mentioned against Texas A&M. We saw it there. And so I think that's a very positive sign that uh, the coaching staff has been able to bring this team together. You know, Joe, I think a big part of that has to do with your head coach's vision and that he's not just going to recruit stars or he's not going to recruit uh, blue chip players are the highest rated person. He's going to look and see what type of character they have first, what type of work ethic they come from at the high school level, and how are they going to fit in chemistry wise with this University of Miami football team that, you know, the existing base. And he went through, and you can see that the due diligence that was done on each of these players, whether they were uh, incoming freshmen or they were a part of the transfer portal 
that everybody did their homework because there's been no misfits. Everybody here understood when they signed up the work ethic that was going to be expected and demanded and had to be given. They understood the discipline of being on time, being early, and, and everything that's involved with playing for this version, the Mario Cristobal version of the University of Miami. And I, he, he's, hit, he's hit it out of the park. And you've, we've had no problem in, in any realm with anybody's attitude, anybody's effort, any of these things. And I just think that that's something, you know, aside from the, how fast somebody is or how high they can jump or what their bench press is, it's just, he's just proven again and again that he does a thorough job of selecting the right talent, but also the right personality and the right person. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think that's a huge part, and I think it might, it might be the most important part, to be quite honest with you. I mean, the, the skill set's kind of easy to figure out for the most part, right? It's that, you know, Vince Wolfert was on the podcast like last week. They just released a clip, and it was about his, his overwhelming desire to be great and that there's no cheat. You can't cheat the process. You can't cheat the work. No shortcuts. You can't get around it. You know, they would work out at 5 in the morning. So, um and they would hold each other accountable, too, and that's part of it. But I think what happened last year, and Don has referenced this on the pregame show when Cam Kitchens got up after the Pittsburgh game, is that those that stayed wanted to be here. And those that stayed understood what it took to be here so that those that came understood that, that what they were getting into and also, as, as Don said, the vetting process of those that they were bringing into the program. And so it is very clear how Mario operates. It's not, it's not hard to see what he desires, what he values. And, Joe, you've said it a bunch of times, like you are – Either are what you practice, you are what you prioritize, and we know what Mario prioritizes, right? Like we, he prioritizes uh, <laughs> big, strong, uh, trench-driven sort of mentality, which he's mentioned to you guys on the coaches' show. And you look at our offensive line, and you have uh, the best offensive line we've had, and uh, God only knows how long. He values hard work, like he said. He's, he's quite frank about it. It's only made for certain people. There's a blueprint here. Uh, it's funny, Vince Wolfert talks about this, too. It goes beyond Nick Saban. It goes back to Bill Belichick and Bill Parcell. The, the, and, and it's effective. It works. It's proven. But there's a, certain way to, there's a certain way he wants it done. He values certain things, and he wants those people in his organization that reflect and respect those things as well. And that's how he's going to get it done. And so far, we're seeing as he turned the roster over, you know, in, in his year one to year two and surrounded himself with the people on the coaching staff that he wanted to resituate, that those things are um, not, they work, you know, they work and, and, and you surround you and and look, there's more coming, right? I mean, think about this, like, you know, there's the physicality side of it, but wait till you get a a first round draft pick a wide receiver on this roster. How does this offense function? And so on and so forth. I want to get to uh, stay on the offense for a moment and we'll get into uh, Shannon Dawson and his theory in a second. I'm going to tie it together, I think, Josh. But, um, you know, it's funny how football evolves. And we were talking with Shannon Dawson. There's this book that was written about oh, how yeah. Mummy called, you know, called The Perfect Pass. And we'll get into that. But football evolved from brute force to spread and finesse. However, Don, what Miami's going to try to prove here. Once again, and it's early, it's a small sample size of four games, but they've run for 240 yards uh, in three of these four games so far. And you look at this offensive line, and we'll get to the finesse part of it uh, of the offense in a moment. But 
they can still win with brute force. Well, Joe, you know, I'm very familiar with that that book, and it's a great read. But in reality, it, it, that that phase, the passing phase, is productive, but it's a part of an equation. It, it, the, the run game helps everybody. The pass game, as we've seen, if it's if you're purely based on pass, you also jeopardize what your defense is, is put up against every single drive, too, because with, with the pass game, you're going to get a ton of three and outs. With the run game, you can control the clock. You can darn sure control the end of a football game because if you've been physical enough, you, you should be able to start mauling guys in, late in the third quarter and through the fourth quarter. And the proven fact has been that the defense, just look at our guy. Ask Lance Gidry, what's his number one priority? If you ask him, he's going to tell you, stop the run. Well, if that's his number one priority, that should be the offense's number one priority because if you, they can't, the defense can't stop the run and the offense can run, you're going to put those guys in a bind and you're going to make them have to gamble. You're going to put them in a bind with the clock. And now with this turnover, with the running clock, college football is averaging about three less drives a game. So points are at a premium. So what, what, what's going on here with this offensive line, and not everybody gets it. Not, it's, not, it's not the big play. But you start watching that game or any game, and you start really watching it. You watch it early to see the success they have, and then you watch it late and see the dominance that they have. And I think that's a big part of what's going on here. And Coach Cristobal – and the best thing about Shannon Dawson, last year at Houston, and he had a head coach that was an air raid guy. And last year at Houston, Shannon Dawson ran the football 45% of the time. And this offense, to me, is getting very, very close. But, guys, we still don't have a bona fide tight end. McCormick's done a great job with blocking. Riley was a force yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. But we don't have that Will Mallory effect that we had last year. You throw that into the equation, and as Josh mentioned, what's this thing look like with first-rounders at, at wide receiver? Yeah, they need they need Arroyo to come back at some point, but you did mention several times uh, about Riley Williams and re-watching <laughs> Riley Williams did show up. That, that two-tight-end offense is uh, going to be something – something to deal with uh, here in the future. And Josh, we had, we had a pretty good uh, conversation with Shannon Dawson about his, his philosophy, especially late in the game, uh, which he was referring to the Texas A&M game. But uh, he's a guy that just on his, on his call sheet, he's got a, a code word. Yeah, it's, 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 and he got that from Mike Leach in the words attack. And I think you also have to – I do think in play calling, Joe, you have to have a sense of the game. I think there are people that see the game differently. Like, I just think there's like a processing point of Lance Guidry and, and Shannon Dawson both said this to me when we taped the podcast. You guys have mentioned it during the games, like the importance of the third quarter, right? Your, under, your ability to understand the first half, what teams are trying to do, what they're trying to take away, what's your, what's your answer, how do you adjust, and can you come out and score – or can you come out and shut the other team down? And I do think there is a art to sort of decoding and adjusting and then calling right plays at the right time. And, 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 and there's also the mindset, which we, we talked about is that attacking style. And, 
you know, Shannon Dawson, you know, if you go back to that book, I think there's a couple things. You know, I think the thing where Shannon Dawson has evolved is all the air raid principles are there. The passing, attacking, aggressive nature is there. What evolved over time for him, and I think it happened a little bit under Holgerson at West Virginia, was the evolution of the running game. And now you have both parts of the equation. You know, with Mike Leach, it's just throw, throw, throw. Mommy was throw, 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 throw. With Shannon Dawson, it's I know how to do this. But then he also learned, I think, the art of, of or the science, I should say, um, the engineering of, of running the football, and now he's got both. And I think that's probably what attracted Mario to him and also probably attracted Shannon to Mario. Like, he's like, if, if they did what they did at Oregon, uh, you know, under Mario, and I can come in and, and have the access uh, to the talent uh, that they're going to get at Miami to run my offense with that kind of mentality, this is a perfect fit. And, and we've seen it in different games, uh, how, how, that, how we use both parts of the equation um, and use them both successfully. And so, um, you know, I think you have to – I mean, how can you not like what you've seen so far that they have the ability to – like a buddy of mine was like, I've never – third and one, third and two. Like, we used to not be very good at that. Now we get into that spot. We're, <laughs> now we get into that spot, and I'm pure, you know, fully confident we're going to convert because of the offensive line. And the running backs too. I mean, they're they're running really really hard, and the tight ends, but also the ability to 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 strike big. And I think I think what we've also seen a little bit too is like he maybe not be he may not be wide receiver one, but what Xavier Shrepo can do in the lineup, you know that that touchdown play to Kobe Young, the one in, where he went went up and got the ball in the, in the yeah. end zone, they bracketed Restrepo on that play. You, so now you get the one on one matchup and. Oh, by the way, that's a six-five receiver going up against some five-ten safety. You figure you, out how to, you guys know, how to but, play your matchups. By, by the way, they've scored in every quarter this year. Sixteen for sixteen. Kings have scored in every quarter. Well, that's, that's you know, a good thing. We're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a ground to say that you, you and and that goes to what Don spoke earlier about the possessions, right? Like that puts a lot of pressure on the other team. <laughs> If you're scoring in every quarter, the other team's got to be perfect, and it's really hard to be perfect. Um, I think that's something we've all, you know we've kind of talked about. Like when you put a premium on scheme and playbook and play design, and you expect everyone to be everywhere all the time and be perfect, it's almost impossible. With Shannon Dawson, I think that mindset of the air raid is we have our set of plays, um, we have our, 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 our we have our sort of playbook, and we are become experts at running these routes, running these route concepts, and understanding every little thing about how a defense can play us and what our answers are all the time. And when our receivers and our quarterback are connected, they understand playing off, playing tight, playing in, playing out. Is it too high, one high? They, they know where to break the route off, if they're going to keep going in, out, where to sit. I mean, that's the beauty of this offense is it's, it's, it's 10 plays, 100 reps, not 100 plays, 10 reps. And the beauty is the not the innate knowledge that your personnel have with exactly what you want to run, and then not only what you want to run, how you run it against the defenses you see. I'll tell you who's made a huge difference uh, on this team, Don, uh, on the on defense. Let's just jump over there for a moment. Francisco Maui Noah. Okay, so he you know he, he leads the team in tackles, and he's given them a physical presence. And the things that they haven't had, uh, the the size of six foot three. I watch the way he interacts with the other players, with Corey Flag, KJ Cloyd, uh, Keontre Smith, and he brings um, 
a leadership and a maturity to that defense. He can always and, and communication. He's just very comfortable playing that spot and very comfortable with the guys around him. He came, he came in and took the job. I mean, he came in and took the role, and I mean the job as a football player. I mean a job as one of the leaders in the locker room, a, a guy that sets the tempo of practice, that is involved in the weight room. He came in and said, this is my home. This is how we do it, and we're all going to get on board. And the thing that's impressive to me about him is his range. I know, you know, we, he's a very good pass rusher. They've moved him around to the outside on the perimeter. They've, they've brought him in blitz. He is extremely talented between the tackles. I have yet to see him get latched onto and driven out of a play. He can bend. He can do all the things that you need to do at that position. Got great reaction time as well. But, it, but he's the size, Joe. We, and we haven't had that. Miami has not no. had that size of player in many, many years. And, you know, that's going to really help here in the next two months. And uh, his leadership, he's not a real vocal guy, but there's nobody going to outwork him. There's nobody going to out-hustle him. There's nobody going to out-study a film study. And those are the things you expect because just like, you know, you're the baseball guy down the middle, right? You got the quarterback, the center, the middle linebacker, the free safety. That's where you want to, that's where you want to have your strength. And he fits that mold perfectly. Can I, I want to jump in here real quick because I'm sure it happened before this, but there were a couple of times in the game against Temple that it happened and I was going to chime in and it just didn't work. But speaking about Noe Noah, watch kick coverage. He's out there running down the field on kick coverage. To, and that's and busting a wedge, the Josh. How they he's, busted, he's busting the wedge. <laughs> I'm saying like your starting middle wedge. linebacker, yeah. your starting middle linebacker is on kick coverage, running his ass down the field, and that's how important he is to that unit and how important that unit is to their team. I was like, holy crap, he's more than once. Whoa. It wasn't like a one-time fluke thing. He was out there no, that, two or well, three times running that like as part of that unit as your starting middle backer. Well, your head coach makes sure that on special teams, especially coverage teams, that there are starters there. Cam Kitchens is a guy who was on, on all the coverage teams. So that's, that's a philosophy um, of Coach Cristobal, and it pays off. And, again, the guys are buying into that. I don't know that at every school, at your, every university, you're going to get starters to buy in on being a part of special teams, but you're right. I mean, uh, Matt Noah has just, he, he's down there and he will bust the wedge. He is, he is uh, got enough athleticism to make the play. Cause that's a tough deal covering kicks. That's a tough, tough deal, but you want the best players on it. And he's come up big. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the hurricanes. We'll dive into the ACC as well. No game this week, but boy, October, when it gets here, it's going to be a, a tussle. Georgia Tech on October the 7th, 8 o'clock kickoff, then at Carolina, then Clemson here on the 21st, then Virginia here on the 28th. Uh, by week this week, but next week it's Georgia Tech. They're playing pretty well. We'll take a break. We'll continue on the show right after this. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. With Josh Darrow and our producer, Danny Garcia. Hurricanes have a bye week this weekend. Then Georgia Tech comes calling. Uh, fellas, Georgia Tech beat Wake Forest a week ago. Wake has a very effective defense. The number two passer in the league is Haynes King, transferred from Texas A&M to Georgia Tech. So the Yellow Jackets will be coming in here after a game against Bowling Green, and uh, they should be over 500, and they're playing pretty good football. You know, Joe, they've, they're a physical team. I watched a little bit of that at Wake Forest game, and their defense, I was watching um, – their defense mostly and you know they run games they got a good defensive front they've got a, a team they've got some good team speed and the acquisition of Haynes King out of A&M has certainly helped their offense and they're they've gotten better under coach Key than than they were previously with the coaching change has helped them and you're going to have Miami's you know there's not going to be any there's no gimmies on Saturday anymore there's those days are done, I think, throughout college football, and especially when you start getting in to October and November. We got a good game coming part, up. I missed the first part of the question, Joseph. <laughs> Rewrite uh, that for me. We were talking about Georgia Tech, and, you know, they found themselves a quarterback. Uh, the kids yeah. Sims transferred out and went to Nebraska, but uh, Haynes King, who could not – uh, play at A&M last year. He got benched. He's gone to Georgia Tech, and he's off to a great start. Yeah, he is. I, I, I probably spent a little more time on the offense of Georgia Tech than the defense, so that puts me right inside of Haynes King. Uh, he, he, by the way, he, he he's not shy. He, he wants to throw the ball down the field. Um, he'll scramble. He can move. And I, I think you look at our the next line lineage of or you know the next lineup of games. I'll have quarterbacks who can move. Drake yeah. May will move, can run, scramble, or scramble to throw, scramble to run. Uh, Club next, same thing. Haynes King, the same thing. They've got I – don't, I don't have my names and my numbers yet, but just watching the offense, number 11, the running back, can move. Um, they'll get the ball downfield, number 13. Uh, they're hitting more explosive plays. So they're, they're a, a more uh, dangerous uh, offensive team. Um, offensive line, mm, I don't know about that part of that yet. When I watch that, that's gonna be, that, that would be the weakness I look at if we're looking at how do we attack, where's our advantage, especially if we're at full strength um, with our, you know, with basically three starters coming back, to hopefully three starters coming back. I don't, I don't know that yet, but if we can get those guys back, Mesidor, Dean, I know Kelly came back, but, you know, didn't play a lot. That would be, that would be the part uh, where I would hope to disrupt King especially with the way Lance Gedry likes to play, but they are they are they are nothing like they were, you know, a year ago. We have uh, some interesting games in the league this week. Uh, while we uh, while the University of Miami sits and watches, Louisville is at North Carolina State on Friday night. Louisville's undefeated. State's probably playing a little bit better than people think. How about this one on Saturday? Two of them on Saturday. Uh, Syracuse at home against Clemson, who already has two league losses. They always have a tough time going to the Dome. Probably could not be worse for Clemson going to Syracuse. By the way, Syracuse 
Uh, they get Clemson this week in North Carolina next week, so not easy for them. And then everybody has beaten their chest on Duke. Duke is undefeated. Notre Dame has won, I think, 25 in a row inside the ACC. The last ACC loss for Notre Dame was Miami in 2017. They're going to go to Duke. Game day is going to be at Duke. It's a night game. So there's pretty good games in the league this week. You know, Joe. When you, you let's go to let's go back down the list. Duke Notre Dame. When if Duke pulls that off, if, if that happens, uh, they that, that will be the beginning of a basketball school turning into a football school. The days of of that stadium, the days of that stadium being empty, I believe, will be over, and the administration at Duke. Better sit down and figure out how to pay that coach because that coach, if if he pulls that off, he's going to be the hottest name, in my opinion, in college football. Uh, he'll be at Michigan State. They 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 are not they're not going to be able to pay. Him. He'll go to Michigan State. <laughs> well, Willie, so, hey, they got themselves. Look, they got a quarterback. I mean, it's more than that. But we saw the kid firsthand. He looked good before we played him. He looked good after we played him. He hasn't stopped playing good. And he, Mike Elko has done a phenomenal, phenomenal job there. And dude, Clemson Syracuse is interesting. That's an, you said it. Yeah. Syrac- I think Syracuse is. I think they've taken them. Have they taken them down once before? At least played them tight. I know that. Yeah. Um, About three or four years and, ago, they, I think it was a one-score right. game. Yeah. So, and I don't know if Clemson's got it all figured out yet either. I've watched some of them this week. You know, just kind of trying to get ahead and. Um, I think that offense is still a little bit of a work in progress. The running backs are phenomenal, but, I mean, the passing game, I mean, I don't really see them push the ball more than like 10, 12 yards down the field. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting week, and, and, and we'll have an interesting run too because we don't get a break. And there are a couple pockets in there that are, that'll be tough. But, but you know, like I said, we're, we're – I mean, how about the conference overall? Aren't we like the only conference with six undefeated teams? I think, uh, I, I, think that's, so, I think that's yeah. right. So conference but, is that right? They need a good season. This conference, they need a great <laughs> they, season. They what they really need is Miami and Florida State to continue on the same path until the middle of November. Well, don't you, I, I well, think that's the case? Yeah, Joe. You know, I have to tell you, I I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Is the, is the Louisville deal? I think you know because of the brand recognition the our University of Miami has is. They're, they're always talked about, but, but Louisville is quietly climbing the ladder, and their coach did a heck of a job at Purdue and, and had gained great experience in, in a big-time program, and he's come home, and he was left with a, an established running game or at least an established philosophy of running the football, and he brings in a, a passing game that – has been uh, appreciated by all offensive coordinators in America, and and it's starting to come together for for Louisville. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. By the way, did you guys see the Notre Dame uh, any of the any parts of this Notre Dame Ohio State game? And uh, they had the ten players on the field at the end of the game. But t- take that out. You talk about screwing up a game. Not only did they only have ten on at the end of the game. But late in the game, Ohio State is down 14-10 to 10 
on a fourth down, and they go for it. They don't go for the field goal. It's like five minutes to go. They go for it, and they don't get it. Notre Dame holds them at the 10-yard line. It was, I think, the third time in the game that Notre Dame held Ohio State on fourth down, held them on a goal line stand, and uh, Notre Dame screwed that up, couldn't protect the lead there. The first half, they go for it on a fourth down play. They run Sam Hartman, and and he steps out of bounds before the – uh, before the first down marker, uh, they they found a way to screw that game up. And then on top of it, Lou Holtz goes off before the game, and I guess he says Ohio State is soft. And then when the game was over, uh, the Ohio State coach day, he went he went crazy on Lou Holtz. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole game. Listen to Coach Day go off on Coach Holtz. That was yeah. that, 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 that superseded yeah. anything that happened in the football game. Yeah. The lisping leprechaun. Let me, let me, can I ask you? Let me ask you this real quick. So, there, uh, I'm not the rules guy. So, Joe, again, we defer to you. So, Marcus Freeman basically said on that last play they didn't want to run that the 11th guy on because they didn't want to take a penalty or something like that. But why wouldn't you run him on and take the penalty? Right. I mean, would they move the ball like three millimeters well, like six up inches, and you get right. a chance to play with 11 yeah. players. Like, why wouldn't they, I, why wouldn't you do that? I, I think he was just grasping, trying to. I mean, I like, yeah, you, I'm not even, I, I I'm not even sure who's responsible to get that not, guy in, or to, or run more time off the clock, give him less time to work. I, I have no idea. I just that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Seems well, like it was a blunder, guys. Yeah, it was a blunder. Actually, <laughs> how, I, I heard how somebody, would we have called that? Uh, I don't know. Carefully. <laughs> 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 I actually heard somebody make this point the other day on the. Fourth down and fifteen, or whatever. Fourth down and fifteen. The ball goes down to the one yard line. I, 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 I think I know the answer. The answer is, as a defensive back, you most likely can't make this decision that quick. But someone said, just take the uh, on the fourth and fifteen like that. Um, it would have been better off if Notre Dame had had been called for pass interference because the ball in college football doesn't go to the one. It goes to like the nine or the ten. They would have had ten yards to work with, not one yard. Well, I, I'm yeah. gonna use that. It was a blunder. It was a blunder. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blunder. Yeah. Okay, we got the bye week. Um, last thing before we let you go, bye week for the Canes. Um, maybe one area, Don, where you think uh, they got to get better going into the Georgia Tech game. Health. <laughs> They got to yeah. get health, right? I, I mean, if you're going to make this run, you, you need Mesador. You're going to make you're going to make this run. You you need Cam Kitchens every single snap that he can play for the next two months, and then the playoffs or the championship or the bowl game. You have that losing Cam Kitchens. You know, was was part of the reasons Miami's defense gave up a few big plays against Temple. You have to have his leadership. You have to have his, have his ability. He is the most talented guy and the mo- really one of the most experienced guys on that side of the football. I say that about him. And you've got to – health is, is the key to this run. And Deem had a couple great games to begin with, and he put, applied pressure uh, on the competition category on the defensive line. So, Joe, I, I really – you know, I'm not taking the easy way out, but a, a healthy Miami team has got a chance against everybody they play. When If the attrition starts with injuries, then who knows? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to co-sign that because I had this exact same conversation with a buddy of mine. He asked, what do you think? And I said, 
I mean, look, we know what's looming out there with Florida State. Obviously, there's just some other tough games, but the health is a, the, I think the health is the biggest critical factor to our success because there are certain positions that can't withstand having injuries. And I also think if, if you talk about Cam Kitchens, especially with what's coming, you know, you go against North Carolina, you need Cam Kitchens back there, right? You go against Clemson, despite what I said, you still want Cam Kitchens back there. Brandon Armstrong, you want Cam Kitchens back there. Jordan Travis, you want Cam Kitchens. You, you need him on the back end of that uh, defense because of what's coming in the ACC with guys who can throw the football. But, um, you know, you're, we're, we're how four starters out on defense, essentially. Nigel Lee, Mesador, Dean, and Kitchens. That that we look. We talk about what's the good news. The good news we're four and zero with that, despite that. But if you're asking the team to run the rest of the way without that, you're 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 it, it's an impossible task. So um, I, I think our our health is going to. I'm with Don. I, it, sounds, it, it is the biggest single thing to me uh, on this team because at top top at the top level we're good. But part of it, why we're only in year two under Mario's because. At, at, not at every position is the roster layered the way you'd want, and that that could um, that could be a tricky deal if it if it if it gets us. So uh, you get all those guys back, and you're playing with a solid hand, and you can ride it through. I, 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 we're in good shape. All right, fellas, enjoy your bye week. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, enjoy the weekend off. It's the last one for the next eight. <laughs> That's okay. Enjoy Stop yourself. The Stop the cooler, <laughs> Joseph. All right, take care. All right, Josh Darrow, Don Bailey Jr. joining us on the show. Coming up, Brian Monroe and Alex Dono, and uh, along with Jalen Rivers as well. That's all coming up in the next hour as we continue after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.